0: Welcome to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. And if this is your first time tuning in, we want to thank you as well. On behalf of myself, Professional Sutton, Chris G., The Ruck Report, and Shannon Person, we want to thank you for taking the time out to give us a listen. And if you would like to follow us on our social media platforms, you can do that as well. Facebook, Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. Instagram, Real DSTM. And on Twitter, Real DSTM One. We are a sports-based entertainment podcast. Yes, we talk more than sports sometimes, but our goal is sports. We love what we do, unfiltered, and we know you will enjoy it too. So please, enjoy. Hi. Always wanted to start a podcast, but didn't know how? Well, guess what? Here at Anchor, you can start your podcast. No matter what you want to talk about, Anchor gives you that flexibility. You can start your mystery podcast, your horror podcast, your sports podcast. I don't know. Maybe even create a news podcast. It doesn't matter. At Anchor, you have the freedom and flexibility to do what it is that you like. And it's easy. Only thing you have to do, record the audio, put it on Anchor, and voila. Simple as that. It is done you have created your first podcast once your podcast is complete you can share it to other platforms now how easy is that start your podcast today no not now but right now get on anchor and i promise you you will love it ready this is what the greatest thing about sports is you play to win the game Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. This is Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. X about me, X about me. With professional Sutton. You already know. Chris G, my homie. And the Rucker Report. My family, what up? They for real. All straight with no chaser. Let the games begin. Let's go. Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. welcome to another edition of don't shoot the messenger podcast i'm your boy professional sutton and yes it is what is today let me see it is november the 13th wow 2019 almost uh 50 some days left of the year wow that's that's phenomenal that's great man that's great um But before we begin, do we want to thank our sponsor, 94.3 WYBC, The Rhythm of the City, and home of the Juan Castillo Morning Show. You can catch that every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you don't live in the Connecticut, New Haven area, you can always listen via the website, 943wybc.com. And I also want to thank Milford. Sports Pub and Grill, located at two ninety Old Gate Lane in Milford, Connecticut, for letting me uh, host my podcast there. I really appreciate them, man. They were they were really accommodating. They were, they were really welcoming. Um, I was there with my CT Empire chapter. I'm sorry, Niner Empire CT faithful chapter. I want to get it right. You know, I, I want to make sure I'm saying this correctly. I want to get it right. And it was really dope, and I think that I'm probably going to be going out into the community a little more to have some of my podcasts and have some of my shows. Now, I'm kind of pissed because I forgot to hit the record button on my garage band, and I keep doing that because I'd be so worried about everything else that I always forget these past two episodes I forgot to hit the freaking button. But I'm going to start putting a reminder to hit the freaking record button. So you guys can hear all the good content that I'm making when I'm out in the community or when I'm with the fellas. So you don't just hear my voice all the time. So today's show, I'm going to talk about situations that's happening in college sports. And I know that is really glossed over. Um, It's sometimes generalized by a lot of people. Um, I hear a lot of people say, well, it's not always color. Well, I'm here to tell you it is. And that's why this title of the show is called In Sports, It's Not Black and White, It's Black or White. And I say that in two particular instances where you have a young man that plays for Ohio State, Chase Young. And also, uh, he's a defensive end for Ohio State. And also, uh, Memphis basketball, James Wiseman. These two individuals are, yes, African American. These two individuals are singled out. Like, most African Americans are singled out when it comes to, you know, college sports. And I say that because uh, I'm I'm seeing on a lot of timeline, I'm, I'm seeing everywhere, it's, you know, people are saying, well, why does it have to be black and white? Well, it has to be black and white because a lot of these issues that comes with these minority players are usually about black players. Hold on. Sorry, I had to cut that, I had to turn that down. Um creating feedback. A lot of times a lot of these players who are being, you know, reprimanded for some things are usually black players. And I find it very offensive because people always saying how well white players get it too. If you can name me a huge white scandal that happened in the last 20 years where you're talking about recruiting and possible suspension as much as you talk about black players then I can actually say that but I'm talking about a lot of times where these players are singled out let me just start you off so Memphis basketball player James Wiseman he is um probably the top 3 NBA draft pick coming out of Memphis the basketball program I'm talking about 2017, Penny Hardaway was not the coach of Memphis Tigers at the time, but he was quote unquote a booster. Okay, whatever. I think he was coaching. He was he was he was coaching. You know, just just follow me. He was he was coaching. So he said, you know what, I'm gonna help this player out. Play AU with me. I'm gonna help his player. You know, his parents move from Nashville to Memphis. Now. They're coming two years later to say, well, he impeded on the process because he was a booster at the time and he had an advantage on a lot of other over a lot of other coaches and a a lot of other programs because he knew the kid personally. He was a booster, so he gave money to the family. That's not right. My thing is. He's not the only one. It's, It's 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 a lot of black players that are singled out like this. And also, when you look at the demographics of blacks to whites, like someone said in a group, there's like the minorities, but majority, who are white, who are black, I'm sorry, who are black, you know, and they tend to suffer the highest consequences. Like, for example, Chase Young, the player for Ohio State, borrowed a loan from a family friend, paid it back. NCAA found this, oh, he's going to be suspended, this is what's going to happen, but they suspended him for two games. But here's the catch, right? Here, here is the, here is the catch, and here is why I say it's not black and white. It's black or white, because the two games that he suspended were against Maryland, who, no disrespect, got trounced by Ohio State, and everybody knew that they would. Then they didn't go play Rucker. they probably they're going to. Bank Rucker. If they lose the Rucker, I'll be shocked and so will 97% of the world because Ohio State is number two, according to whoever polls you look at. It could be one or two. But they're going to let him come back for Penn State. Now, again, for people that's not following me, you got two of the worst teams. Yeah, you know, they're going to generate some income, you know, because, you know, you got Ohio State, you know, they have that name. But these two teams, they're not going to generate a lot of interest because Ohio State is the heavily favored to beat these teams. But then you go against a perennial power, or I should say, I wouldn't say perennial power at this time, but a very good team in Penn State who's well-known in the college football world. So that looks a lot appealing for a one-loss Penn State and undefeated Ohio State team. Because you know that they're going to go back and forth. And it's going to generate a lot of money because you're going to have both alumni on both sides. You know, like, boom, we need to watch this. People are going to watch this because it's a primetime game. People are going to pay a lot because people want the paraphernalia. You know, Uh, it's a big draw game. It's a big draw game. So you suspend him for two of the worst games, but let him come back. For the for a for a top game. And this is where I say it's not black and white it's black or white because they're using this platform to say, well, you know what? We're going to make all the money we can from you by letting you play in a big game like this. We're not going to sit you out. We're going to we're going to really push it. And we're going to make some money ourselves. Because, you know, they're going to make a lot of money. But, again, now people are really watching. People are going to see what's going to happen. And it's a whole hype. There's a whole story behind it. Penn State just lost to Minnesota. Ohio State, they didn't have Chase Young. Now they got Chase Young. It's a story behind it. So it looks and sounds good. It's aesthetically a, ple- a it's aesthetically pleasing, as my boy Chris would say. I can't even get it right. But then you have, on the other hand, and I'm flipping back and forth, James Wiseman, Right? It was rumored that he's going to be suspended, be ineligible, I'm sorry, for the whole upcoming season. But you still let him play the first game. You know why they let him play the first game? Because it's a money maker. He's going to generate enough money, and we're going to play this thing out. We're going to play him in the games that we want to see him play in. And then once we're done with him, yeah, you can – we can – you can – You can move on. Now, the NCAA has always been like this. The NCAA has always been about their money. You know, they always been about protecting that shield. They always been about trying to get what they can out of these kids, particularly the black kids, as much as they can to let them know who's running things. But here's the sad part about this. It's a lot of people who saying, well, it's not about race. Yes, it is. Usually people that are saying this are usually white people who are uneducated about how the biases in America works, or they don't want to be, you know, understanding that. Because I have a lot of white friends who said, listen, it's, it's straight out racist. Like they don't treat black players feel like they treat white players. They get it. But it's the ones who say, well, I, I don't want politics in sports. I don't want I don't want that. If I want policies, I'll go to CNN. I, I don't want to hear about this kneeling. I don't want to hear about anything that's getting shot while I'm watching my sports. You take you deal with that before or after the game. Again, these people are usually people that are seeing these players as just athletes and just pieces of meat. And they seeing them like that on and off the court and it's translating. And people who are racist I'm going to say and who are bigots that's how they see it and they don't understand that's the problem because your prejudice is rubbing off and it rubs off deep and I wanted to say that because you don't really see a lot of white kids getting you know their scholarships revoked you don't see a lot of issues happening you see them getting protected And it's still white people that play sports. You know, these major college programs, they know how to get players. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to go too in-depth because it would be all alleged. I don't have no proof to what I want to say. But they know how to get their players. And I'm sure a lot of these players are the same all across the board. But they single out a lot of minority players who are the majority of the sport. It's not black and white, is black or white. And it's just kind of tough to you know how and it's tough for me because I love sports. I think sports is it has its purities in it. But I think that when you have these blood suckers and these hungry leeches, they make the sport impure, which is why They are trying to do all they can, NCAA I'm talking about, to secure their bag because in 2023, when these players can make money off their likeness, they are not going to like it. These players are going to be able to have control of their destiny. And they don't have to go to college if they don't want to. They can go work like most 18-year-olds are allowed to do when they turn 18. You know, you join the professional world. You figure it out. And you know the excuse was, well, we got to keep these kids in school because, you know, they get to the college, they you know they get to to the to the pro level, and you know they don't do very well. So we want to help them. You're not helping them. You're trying to protect your asset. You're trying to protect yourself. And to me, NCAA sports has been so watered down because a lot of these players are playing, and they're so reluctant to play because they know I just I just want to play. A few games, shine, and then I'm out of here. I'm I'm, I'm not going to risk myself getting hurt because I'm a business. I understand how this works. And back in the day when players was allowed to come and go as they pleased, you see the sport was really good. Like it had a lot of great conferences like the Big East. I live in Connecticut. The Big East was one of the premier basketball conferences. They also were starting to become a premier football conference as well. Not as top notch as the big ten at the time, uh big twelve, but they were doing something. You know, throwing a pac ten at the time as well. But they were these these athletes wanted to play. It was it was a pride thing. Now it was more so like, I know why you're here, you're just trying to take my money, you don't care about me, you know, and so I'm not gonna give you everything I want to give you. Like, I saw this documentary on Ben Simmons some years ago when he went to LSU. He went to LSU. His uncle or his father, his I think his father. No, his uncle was the coach or something like that. And he said, listen, I'm just going to go through the semester begrudgingly. I don't care about grades. Why should I care? Like, I'm a top pick in the NBA, so I don't care about going to school. And it wasn't a sense of pride because he was like, yeah, I'm making money off of me. So why am I going to continue to help you make money? And I and I saluted that. Like you do it because you care, you know. And these college conferences with these, you know, presidents and 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 these uh people that run these conferences, they have more control and power than some of these college presidents do because it's a money maker and these these companies, I'm going to call it, these conferences, they don't care about the kids and the kids and it shows. College football has been down. Basketball is a joke until you get to the March Madness and then even then a lot of these guys, they don't even care no more. Like, I just want to play so I can I already know where I'm at in the draft pick. I don't care. There's no comp. And you see teams like a Virginia win, you know, who don't have a lot of guys who are highly t- touted you know, when's the last time a team like Kentucky won? It's been ten years because again, these guys are like, I don't care anymore. You know, you got these programs who aren't quote unquote producing these top draft picks that are winning because you got more kids staying together and the and the, and the people that you're watching it these these guys are going like Zion Williamson, Williamson you know, he's gone. RJ Barrett, one and done. I'm out of here but I, but i bet you if they were allowed to go number 1 and do their thing you're going to have other guys that's going to be like oh well those two scholarships where those guys went that that's that's me you know i'm going to play for it's a it's a sense of pride but then when you you know looking at these players like they did zion and you call them out the majority are black athletes i don't see a lot of white athletes who get scholarships you know, under this much scrutiny. It's not black and white, it's black or white. Cause when you are black, you are treated differently. And that's and that's real. And that's why I try to tell these kids, you have to know and you have to be smart. You have to really be smart about this. You are the brand, you are the business, and you and you treat it as such. People always talk about loyalty. Oh, these kids not loyal nowadays. These kids listen Neither has a system. So why should they be? These kids shouldn't be. So that's my spiel. If you want to hear more of this, then you can tune in to Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast on Facebook. I will be going live. And I will give you a more in-depth insight on this, as well as me and my two brothers, The Rucker Report and Chris G., and we're going to really break it down why it's not black and white. is black or white. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for tuning into another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. Feel free to contact me on Facebook, Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. Go to my Instagram, RealDSTM, and go to Twitter, Real DSTM one I'm on Twitter a lot as well. Also, my Patreon page, which is Don't Shoot the Messenger Sports Podcast. If you guys want to donate to the cause, continue to help us so we can give you this great content. Also, some behind the scenes stuff as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you later.